Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. It's Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosen. Ebro in the morning, Laura Styles, Rosenberg, Sam J. On the program. What's happening? What's good, man? Thank you for joining us. We've been trying to book you for a minute. I'm excited. We kept striking out. You know that, right? It wasn't striking out. We're Fam, just... you got popping out here fast. <laughs> yeah. We was trying to book you. It was like, ah, me. <laughs> just scheduling issues. That's scheduling all. issues. Yeah, but that, it was during the, the, the HBO show, yeah, which I yeah. really enjoyed. Yeah. I, th- I thought you managed to... Do something that I have tried to do before that is very hard, and that is to t- try a late night format that's actually different. <laughs> you know, I thought you guys really did a nice job. For Thank anyone who you. didn't see Sam's show, it was basically like the backdrop was a party of people actually kind of organically hanging out, yep. mixed in with her moving around the world, talking to people a la. I hope this, this is, is the HBO one. Yeah. I did see it. Pause? Yeah. Pause. Yeah, Pause Sam J. Yeah. A la Ali G, or, you know, you, you kind of moving around the world. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. that a fair way to describe it? E- close. You yeah. weren't being a fake, but you weren't being a yeah, fake person. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Being you. I, I wasn't trying to, like, prank people and <laughs> right, stuff. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, that, like, being active in the world, like, taking the conversation from the party and bringing it to the world, yes, that's, yes. that's the accurate The piece. one that really, I remember that like was really interesting, that at least for me, that had never been on my radar, radar before, was the the topless chicks. The the, the people oh. who live their life fully, <laughs> what, tits out. This, yeah, essentially, that's yeah. their life. What? Yeah. Yeah. Where is that, Sam, in Europe? Can you help explain? <laughs> what country is this in? I want to go. It's yeah. here, in the United States. Really? It was, uh, it was about studs who like, be wearing their titties out. Essentially, oh, <laughs> essentially okay. Okay. Whole, when do they do this? Just like whenever playing basketball, going to the store. But she's studs. No, I understand, but still, their boobs are out. But they're still boobs, yeah. But the whole episode wasn't about. But what it was about was like self expression and, yes. and yeah. how we put ourselves in boxes. And like I was saying that I always wanted to like have my titties out, like. That would be dope to just have a do rag going, riding in a car, <laughs> listening to Wayne, titties out, like right, 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 just right. rolling. But I'm I'm too like shy to do that, and like I think about too many of the other consequences. So I talk right. to some studs who actually do present like that and live like that. You never actually tried it. I do at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, right. well, I, you know, I, I, I feel too close to you now. To <laughs> you, know, you don't want to say you actually saw a topless in a car yeah. driving around. Cool. How hard was, was that hard, though? How nerve-wracking, yes. It actually wasn't that bad once it was happening. It was like all the nerve-wracking was leading up to it happening. But once it was happening, I was like, this kind of dope. <laughs> It's kind of dope. So have you done it since? Nah. <laughs> Wasn't that, Wasn't dope? that dope? Nah, but I will say, like, I'm less worried about my right. titties. I'm like, you know, like, if I'm on, like, if I'm, like, doing something and someone videos me, I'm like, yo, what up? And if I don't have a shirt on, I'm not, like, all my titties, but I used to be like, I gotta do stuff right, first. Right, 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 like, right. I don't care. Right, right. They're, there's they're a lot of titties. It's a lot of titties out. On TV now. Well, and there's a lot of titties out. Like if you really think about it, it's a lot of titties out here. What do you mean? And so you shouldn't be ashamed of oh, your in titties the yeah, in the world. It. There's right. titties everywhere. Exactly. Like everybody got you know, not everybody got them. Well, no, maybe everybody has just everybody different sizes. <laughs> they, everybody does, and it's yeah. like they get to go like with their titties out. That's like, right. 
even if they got like a little titty to it, like Rick Ross, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, why can't women just be right. like as free with their shit? You know what I'm saying? If it makes you feel any better, I don't know if this makes me a great ally. I am also scared to take my shirt off. So <laughs> I relate And more. it's because of your titty. Correct. Well, not even. It's just like, I don't feel that way necessarily, but I do feel just embarrassed by it. Like, I'm not. It goes both ways. Yeah, I'm not one of those yeah. dudes who's just like loose walking around shirtless whenever I can. And now Laura Styles. Yes. Titties. Would you be okay with your shirt off just driving with your titties out? I don't know. Because I've been to European countries where it's like, oh, you want to hit the nudie beach? I'm like, eh, maybe I'll pass on that one. It was kind of fly, bro. You should try it. it I'm sure it's liberating. It was. It right? Was. I'm it, sure. It was, it's, I have to get dope. there. I just have to get there. <laughs> Well, listen, keep the show, keep the listeners posted. I'm sure they want to know. I mean, ratings. Yeah, people would like to know. Well, that's, I think, the problem with the whole titty conversation is what we as men do to the titties. We make it a thing. Well, yeah, right. It's our fault. Right. It was like. It really is. It's our it. fault. We come by it, honestly. I what mean, was, it's who we are. What was eye-opening to me was all the stuff I had to do to be able to take my titties out. Like, legally, like. We had to go through this whole thing. They was like, you, know, you can't be titties out on this street or this street. Oh. We had to like be on a certain block. The police had to like That's wild. That's interesting. Off. And That's it was like, wild. dang, all this just with some titties to come well, out. So, no, even more interesting, it just struck me too when I said, you know, it's our fault as men. I think about all the women who was mad at Janet Jackson with the whole Super Bowl incident. Yeah. Right, and the fact that it was like moms with kids at home, and the sexualization of the human body, which is like just because a titty come out, don't mean it got to be sex. Right, but that's a very American <laughs> thing. Exactly. That's a very, and it is a, it very, is a very American, American thing. Because at the same time, women are shamed for whipping out their titties and feeding their children. Right, like it's offensive it's if like you're breastfeeding relax. your baby yeah. when it's natural. It's life. You and know if you're mean? like going off over that, like we need to do something about you, not right. the titty. That's right. It's not the titty's fault. <laughs> I, I, and I think that's the movement, actually. It's not the titties. It's not the titties. It's you. I was, I was angry. It's not the titty. It's I was you. also upset about the Janet Jackson thing. Why? Because that was just never how I envisioned seeing Janet's titties for the with first time. With armor on it? With a, with a, with oh, with a shield? Like, I fantasized. It a shield on it. Yo, I'd, I'd, I'd fantasized for a year since I was 12 years old. And then there was like a weird armor shield and Justin Timberlake was there. And yeah, I'm in a room yeah. with and strangers. Like, you blamed Justin. You were like, yo, you fucked up Janet's titties. Yo, tits. what's going on? It Crazy. wasn't, it it wasn't, wasn't the presentation it we wanted. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so, Sam, now you're a big-time Hollywood actor, too. You went from host... So now you're in a big time Hollywood movie tomorrow. Yeah, pretty yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. You people. well, no, you people's out. You people's out. It's out already. In selected theaters. In select theaters. And Got then it. it's gonna be out on Netflix tomorrow. Yeah. So this weekend you can watch it at home. All right. All right. We just had Kenya Barris on. We talked to him extensively about yeah. the show and racial dynamics in the move uh, in the in the movie, et cetera, et cetera. What role do you play in the movie? I play uh, Moe's um, Ezra's best friend. Okay. Jonah Hill's character. Mm -hmm. Got it. How so he that? got black friends. He got a black friend. A black friend. <laughs> Which a happens pretty... to be the BFF. <laughs> got it. Yeah. And that's... business partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a pretty big role. How was, uh, how was that experience? How was Jonah? How was the whole thing? Uh, Jonah was mad cool. Was, I was surprised. Not because I thought he was going to be not cool, but he was so cool. You know what I mean? I was like, he's going to come and do his job and then probably go to his trailer and that's that. But we would hang out a lot in between takes and we would hang out a lot during setups. and Y'all smoking talk. weed? Nah, Jonah no. doesn't smoke weed. He don't smoke weed. He look, no. definitely looks like a weed smoker. <laughs> I don't know why people keep thinking that. No. Definitely. Jonah doesn't smoke weed. Wow. Nah, Jonah's sober. He just be chilling. I love that. Um, so, But we would just chat a lot, man. And we would just have a lot of conversations about real life stuff. Like, 
I talk to him about like getting into fame and like things that have been changing in my life and just like regular stuff. And it made it really easy to have like a friendly rapport on camera because we were really talking about things off camera. Right. He's a big hip hop head too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are you, how big a hip hop head are you? Um, it's I right. might... keep it real. You'd be like hip hop's aight. You know nah, it's not aight. I'm a pretty big <laughs> hip hop head. <laughs> I'm a pretty big about it. What kind of question is that, Rosenberg? I don't even understand don't what that question I, I, means. I took for granted. In 2023, yeah, what does I mean. that even mean? What like, kind of hip hop? I casually mm-hmm. listen to music, or like, like Jonah, I know is like a rap nerd to some degree. Like he'll he finds ways to reference Wu Tang. You know what I mean? Okay, that's all I mean. Got is it. that like he's into it? I know. Right, right, right. I didn't know if you go deep like that or. It, I mean, yeah, it depends on the. You know what I'm saying? What do you listen to these days? What am I listening to now? I'm listening to the new Nas. That's why she was the, the question was weird. Sorry, bro. sorry. What, kind, was that what kind of hip hop head that are Joey you? Badass, that Joey Badass, two thousand is five. Look at this. That's not. That's why I asked though. <laughs> look at this. There are a lot of people who go, I like hip hop, but they don't listen to the new Joey Badass album. It's hard. It's fire. Yeah, yeah he, he did his thing. It's man. really good. It's really good. Um, so you were uh, sorry, Laura. Go ahead. It's okay. No, so I remember when we were talking to Kenya, he did mention that nobody auditioned for any of the roles. That yeah. everyone was already picked. So did. Did you it, you just got the call from Kenya and tell me were you excited for that specific role or was he were you moved around or how did it work? No, nah, he called me for that role okay. and he was like, "Hey, I got this movie and um I think you could do the role like if you're interested, I'll send you over some pages like whatever whatever. Do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Yeah." But I didn't know anything past he has a movie or whatever. So he sent me the pages, but he didn't like send it with like who's who's who, just the characters or right. whatever. So I was reading it and I was like, oh man, this character is like really close to who I am as a person in a lot of ways. And I was like, yeah, man, I really, I feel like I could do it. And he was like, yo, cool. So if you want to do it, um, we could do it. And I was like, all right, man, but if I have to audition, I don't know because I'm really bad at auditioning. <laughs> Cause I am, and he was like, "Nah, I'm not asking you audition unless you want to do it." And I was like, "Yeah, I want to do it." And then he was Did like, "Did you know right. Kenya at the time?" I didn't really know Kenya okay. like that. Like we had talked on Instagram and stuff. He told me like he liked the special and he liked three in the morning. And then I was like, "All right, man." And then he was like, "All right, cool. It's you, Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy." He just started naming all these names, and I was like, like oh, "Yo, shit. he was like, hold up." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" So then I was nervous, and I was like, "Oh no, this is like an actual thing that's happening." And then a part of me didn't believe it. I was like, there's no way I'm just going to get this movie without having an audition or anything after he told me the names. And then my manager called, like, hey, we got an offer for this movie. And I was like, all right, cool. Wow. Wow. Did you get time with Eddie? I got a scene with Eddie in the movie. Wow. What was that? For, I mean, as a comedy, a comedian <laughs> and a writer. Yeah. like, I mean, wow. Um, Crazy, because one is like the whole movie, I'm like acting like I don't like Eddie's character because he's ruining our good time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the one scene I have with him is the scene where I'm like, oh, I want this guy to get away from me. And it's like inside, I'm like, please stay. (laughs) It's Eddie Murphy. So, but it was cool. I got my one little, I got my one little joke off. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was happy about that. You got to ad lib it? I got to ad lib it. Eddie liked it. It got, it got to stay. You made Eddie Murphy laugh. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. It got to stay, so I was like, "We good." That's the what's, it, what's his demeanor like uh, when working with him? Um, 
Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step Swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. It's not like he's serious. I mean, he's just Eddie. He knows what he is. He knows who he is. He knows that he walks in and the room changes. Like, he's aware of himself. So it's just like, that's what the aura is like. It's like uh, a nigga who know he's that dude. (laughs) But a nice guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not mean or or it's standoffish. It's just like very aware of what his presence does to people. Right. Um mm. you are a writer also. Yes. And now was com what did was it stand up first? Write like you know cuz the yeah. writing like when I meet someone they're like I'm a writer for SNL. Yeah. How did that even happen? And that was my first writing job. My life is weird like that. That was my first writing job. That was the first time I ever like wrote for a show or anything that wasn't myself. SNL. Yeah. But how do you land something like that? It's <laughs> our first time. I did a um, comedy festival called Just for Laughs in Montreal, which is big like one. the, the big, big one. one. It's like the one you want to. So get you into. was already doing stand up. I was already doing stand up, and they saw me at Just for Laughs, and there was some SNL scouts there, and it was like, "Yo, we want you to come audition." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "All right." Did and you I tell know, them I don't do good at auditions, just like you told Ken? Well, no, well, this was like just go do stand up and a joint. So I wasn't worried about that. Um... But I was kind of like SNL because it was never on my radar of things to do. Like, I just didn't think I fit in that world. You know what I mean? Like, not that I didn't like the show or respect the show, but the type of comic I was at the time and stuff, I was just like, me and the show don't match. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll audition because I don't, you know, I made a choice in my career to just not say no to stuff. Good. That's a good choice. That things that, you know, just because Yeah, just because I'm not used to it or I don't think this like if it comes to me I'm gonna be open to it just type of vibe so I was like cool I auditioned and they was in LA and they was like all right we're gonna fly you to New York to audition for Lauren and everything at um 8H then I went I did that and it was like oh good job I was like I feel good about it then they called me and they was like hey um so we want you to write for the show so I was like damn I'm ugly they don't want to put me on TV cool (laughs) but I was also like whatever it's all good like I never wrote for a show before, and that's probably mad stuff to learn there. And then it was also like, I get to live in New York and like make money. And as a comic, you kind of want to get to New York and do stand up in New York. And it was like, oh, so now I get to do stand up in New York and not be poor. Dope. (laughs) And then I just came to New York and 
started writing for the show. How, and how long did you do it? Three seasons. Three, which seasons were they? <sighs> like, do you, how many years ago? Like, three years ago, I love. Okay, three years ago, I love. That's pretty amazing. I mean, the cast has been pretty amazing that whole time. You yeah, so it was like A.D. Bryant, um, Kate was there, Cecily was there, Kyle was there, Beck was there, uh, Alex Moffat was there, Ego came the next year, me and Heidi came together, mm. me and Chris Red came together, and of course, Keenan. Ke- of course, Keenan's always yeah, there. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was fun. I, How did those connections help you today, right? Because those are big connections that you was able to make. The connections are the connections, and I think, like, that that shit just grows organically. You know, like, someone's making something, they think about you or whatever. I feel like what helped me the most was, like, the education. It's everything mm. I learned being on that show and working at that show every week and putting on a live show every week. I don't think I would have been able to make pause without being on that show mm. and have, have the confidence to make pause and go, like, we could do it like this. You know, that's just from making television, I have an idea of, like, what you can fuck with and what you can change and alter about it. So, you know, for me, it was just what I learned. I can't, it's like going to Harvard for comedy. It's like you just right. leave with such a vast knowledge right. of making TV and making comedic television. And all your classmates are freaking brilliant also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone around you, that's amazing. So as you sit here today, you're in this movie. Is this your first movie? Mm-hmm. First movie. I said my life is weird. Well, and then you got two TV shows, <laughs> yep. right? And you've already done a comedy special. Yeah. And you've written at SNL. Yeah. So these are very kind of different disciplines, right? Each mm-hmm. each one. So as you look at your, like you said, my career is, did you say weird. he's weird? <laughs> like, how do you, like, what's more, what's the priority? Is it getting on that stage and being able to do stand-up and everything else kind of falls after that? Are you trying to write more TV? I'm I'm trying to do... Everything a right. little a, a little bit of a way, you know what I mean? Like I think when I when I was younger and I came into this business, I was very like, all I do is stand up and I'm a stand up and I would take like generals and they'd be like, Do you wanna write a show? And I'd be like, No, you know, like <laughs> I am a stand up, you know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times, especially you come from like the hood or whatever, you be you be really focused on like you gotta be one thing. It's like it's like this whole like it's like that basketball kid mentality, like right. all I got is this ball and that's what's gonna change my life. And you're kinda super focused on like this one thing is gonna get me out of here. And once you really start doing stuff, like the scope of what's possible just keeps getting wider and wider and wider. So now I look at my career more as this like big overarching thing where all these things are possible. And it's like, I just want to keep creating. That's it. I just want to be in situations where I get to be creative. And I'm sure in some regard, be yourself. Be yes. the purest form and the truest form yes. of yourself. Yes, 100%. Right? Um, when you go back to... Because I'm always amazed by comedians, right? Because we interview a lot of them. When they come in, like there's a certain almost um, apprehension to sitting in this room with us. And I'm like, well, you get on stage in front of motherfuckers <laughs> and they might boo you. Like <laughs> comedians are the bravest, some of the bravest Facts. performers I think there is, right? Like, Yeah, or not even boo, maybe just stare in silence. Yeah. Right, <laughs> even worse, right? They don't feel no type of way. <laughs> So how did you did 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 uh how did stand up find you or you decide to do stand up? Um I always kind of wanted to do it. Like it was always something just hanging around in the back of my head I'm like that would be cool. If you could do that that would be cool, but I think earlier in my life I just didn't have like the confidence really. And I also didn't have like the knowledge of self at all. Like I was just young and 
I was still dating dudes. You know what I mean? Like I was mm. just figuring out me in, right. a, in a million ways. So I kind of like tried it and I was like, oh, that just don't feel right. I don't know how to explain it. It just didn't feel correct to me. I was like, eh. I don't, the connection I thought I was going to feel or whatever was supposed to come from this, I'm not getting that. So I went off and did a bunch of other crab and worked a bunch of stupid jobs and stuff and was turning like 29 and I was just kind of like, damn, bro, like, your life's kind of at a dead end. Nothing that you see in front of you is like anything you want to be doing. Like, Where were you? I was in Atlanta and um, my family was trying to get me to come back to Boston. I had gotten a little sick, and they were like, yo, you need to come home and just heal and get better. And my aunt was trying to get me to work for the MBTA, and, like, she kept, because she been working there forever, and she was like, they're about to start hiring bus drivers again. I'm like, I'm not trying to be no fucking bus driver. Like, and uh, they pay this, good, great retirement plan. I was like, I know, I know, but it was just like. A lot of wear and tear on your life, but. Yeah, you know yeah. I was like, is no this passion. the thing? Is this going to be the thing? I just didn't have passion for it, and, like. I mean, I'm not to say I've seen people drive the bus for years and be happy as hell. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just what works for you. But I know I didn't have a passion for it or anything. And I was like, I don't want to like just live a, a passionless life. Like I don't want to just be going to work to go to work to live. And like I just didn't want to be doing that. And I just was like, yo, man, you got to do some. And I was at my cousin's house and I was just making a bunch of people laugh and I didn't know them. And I was like, yo, this is when you're like the happiest. Is when you're just talking shit, making people laugh, challenging ideas. And I was like, man, you just need to try it. And I just told myself, put my head down for a year and do it. And I was like, if you're further along than you were when you started, then put your head down for another year. Like, what do you mm. really have to lose? You've, you've wasted years doing less. Trying to figure it out, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I've wasted years doing way less. So where were you after one year? I, I was able to, like get up in Boston and like I could go to rooms and people would be like Sam's here you know what I mean and oh, I was like that, that's the great that's a great that's <laughs> I like, great that's I was a, like oh that's fire you know I'll do another year I'll try another year yeah right yeah, yeah you know that's dope Good that's an you, amazing man. story Congrats. wow from Thank 29 in, in just that time all this has happened yeah yeah that's the like that's the like real whatever testimony or whatever is like you really could just make a decision and change your life. You well, listen, I mean? God, God finds a way of keeping us humble, and that's yeah. why you were stuck outside with Peter Rosenberg. Last I was, night. was like <laughs> regular person in the rain. Y'all were standing in the rain, bro. <laughs> we're standing in the rain. In it was rain, missing. bro. Can't, it was bad. It was bad out there. Um, that's so cool, though. We're so happy for you. Thank you. And thank, thank you for you. coming by the program. Too. Man, thank you for having me. You have, you yeah, have an invite. Please. Whenever you want to come through to promote something, let us Yo, know. Yo, and you know what we do for a living. What? Sit around and talk shit. <laughs> and challenge ideas. That's the fun That's part. That's the Isn't whole that the shit. Most fun thing? So, yeah, even if you don't want to come in and do an interview, you just want to sit around and I challenge ideas and yeah, talk? Yeah. Yes. What's your favorite thing to argue about right now? Ooh. I mean, race is always fun. I mean, that's what we that's do. What we do. <laughs> Professionally. <laughs> Race was a good time always. I don't know. Literally, he only has a job here because he's <laughs> Jewish and white. Right. That's Literally. It. Just that's to it. create conflict. Just so I could go at white people and somebody's Basketball here to represent for them. Fun. Wow, so you just openly call me a token. That's right. Like, you don't really get that every day. It's not often people say it. They just think it. <laughs> Sam J. You're a token, bro. Thanks, Sam. You're welcome, bro. I appreciate nah, he, you. He is. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Yo, give it up, Sam J. Go check you yes. people on Netflix. Come back anytime. Thank you, bro. Sam. I want to do commercial. Do a commercial for the podcast. Like he what? wants us to do this commercial for the podcast. Like what? Like I, I say, like my name is Barack. Yeah, my name is Danny. And when does the show come out? 
every Wednesday. Hey, what kind of podcast is it? What company? I don't know. He's f***ing around. Current events, comedy. No, it's, like it's a hot... 97 podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Hot 97. <laughs> Blazing hip hop and R&B. Yeah, and podcast yeah. too. Yeah. And then that's, then that's the commercial. One listen and you'll be glad to know we don't ever plan to stop. Bad Business with Barack and Daniel. Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? <laughs> He's on fire. 